Welcome back to another episode here on Eminem Podcasts, episode 63 to be exact. I'm joined by my co-host here on the show, Matt Nicoletti. Matt, how are we going? And another great round of fixtures over the weekend, some huge results. Yeah, there certainly was. And obviously there were a lot of um, matches that were postponed due to the weather or moved. And even though we have less games to talk about, we probably there's certain games where we'll probably have more to talk about uh, than we usually do because there were some massive results and there were a lot that happened in uh, in some of these games and all three leagues have like a specific match or even a couple of matches where there was a lot going on and a lot of great goals and a lot of uh, talking points. So uh, here to break it all down, really, uh, let's kick it off with, fair enough to say, the biggest result in MPL this weekend. West Canberra Wanderers 3, Belconnen United Two, we'll talk about what that means for the implications in a little bit. A lot to talk about here, so let's get started. Uh, the goal scorers were for West Canberra, Poydell, Vlaslovsky, and Bailey, and the goal scorers for Belko were Green and Ray. We'll get into how they scored now. Belko opened the scoring after Dustin Wells whipped in the corner, and about three Belko players headed it in a row, I think it was, uh, with Max Green being the third and final to header it in the back of the net. This goal came just after 90 seconds of play. Uh, West Canberra wasted no time in equalizing, scoring just five minutes after conceding with some terrific team play. Uh, from deep, Shea Thornton picked a brilliant pass to Jackson Paisler, who squared a ball for Babin Pordell, who hit it first time in the top corner in the box. Heading into halftime, Belko probably probably just had the upper hand in terms of chances with Max Green having the best of the chances after the goals, of course, uh, when a, cro- a cross was whipped into the far post and Green just got there uh, a little too late by literally like a second. Um, it was a very close chance in that first half. Uh, no, regardless, though, it was a very, very close half between both the sides. Uh, Wanderers had uh, two uh, very early opportunities through Poydell. Um, despite conceding chances early on in the second half, Belko struck back in front, uh, struck back in front six minutes in. Bo Harvey whipped in a low cross and Chris Ray hit it first time and struck near at the near post. Very well finished. Uh, that was Ray's fourth MPL goal in his career. Uh, at this point, it was Belko 2-1. There was a bit of pandemonium with an incident, um, which ended up in quite a few cards. Uh, and it was... I believe it ended up with quite a few yellow cards and it ended up with a red card for West Canberra Wanderers, which was Shea Thornton being sent off at the time. I think Rasen, I think it was Frank Hayes on commentary with him, um, were a bit confused because there were quite a few cards coming out all at the same time. Uh, but it ended up with Wanderers uh, going one man down. Uh, despite that, though, it sort of fueled the Wanderers. Uh, Belko, obviously, this is such a huge match with he- heaps of implications. Uh, Belko was sort of a little more cautious uh, in in that after that, uh, you know, red card, despite having the man up. But Wanderers sort of fueled them uh, in that regard. And they sealed an equalizer in the 80th minute after a cross in the box with uh, Belko, with the Belko keeper, had a challenge with the Wanderers player and sort of the rebound went to Vlaslovsky, who buried it 2-2 at that point. Poor Dell had a great chance uh, to put his side in the lead two minutes from time. Um, but he made up for it later after Poydell's positioning and pressure in the box, not long after collecting the ball uh, from a cross as he was brought down for a penalty. Angus Bailey stepped up from the spot kick and buried it with a crucial, crucial goal for the Wanderers 
that won them the game. Uh, but not long after this, Belko broke and Tyson Livermore hit it past Jacob Wiseman. It looked like it was going in, but I believe it was Connor Bill with the clearance just before the line. And it was a crucial save in the dying embers of the game. This victory for the Wanderers means they are off the bottom of the table and now leapfrog uh, Belconnen and Olympic, I believe, as well, into sixth place. Uh, they are now one point ahead of Belconnen and they are ahead of Olympic on goal difference. Uh, we should point out, though, that Olympic still have that match in hand as well against O'Connor. Regardless, uh, huge, huge result for the Wanderers, uh, especially with the comeback. Uh, being ten, being down to 10 men and being down 2-1 at that point as well to come back and win 3-2 and get them off the bottom of the table for the first time in a while. But now we've literally got one point and actually four points, I think it is, between fifth and eighth. Uh, obviously, we've still got four or five games remaining, but and this result won't be the you know the final decision in who goes down. But uh, this was a huge result in West Canberra, considering they have been on the bottom for quite a while. Like I said, Michael, there was quite a lot to break down there. It was an absolute fantastic match watching this live. And yeah, uh, everyone that watched it, uh, they were in for a treat. And well done, the West Canberra Wanderers. Uh, this was, uh, um, you could tell the excitement for them. It was a long, uh, they felt like it was a long time coming in terms of Belco. Uh, obviously, it's not a great result and they'll be looking to bounce back next week. Like I said, this is an indicative this isn't like crucial for the whole season, but it is crucial in terms of match to match um, and well done to the Wanderers in that regard. Yeah. But I mean, before we get into the next match, I do want to say that, you know, that was a fantastic result for West Canberra. Obviously it lifts them off the, the bottom of the table, as we know, Matt, for the first time in a very long time. And I think that win's going to do them a world of confidence sort of heading into these final parts of the season. And like you said, for Belco, it's just a matter of them just, you know, regrouping and doing everything that they can to ensure that they, you know, survive. And we know that the quality that Belcon United possess with the talent that they have in their team. So, um, you know, they, they'll come back stronger and, and we'll just have to wait and see how everything sort of plays out over the next couple of weeks. But nevertheless, we'll move on to the next game that we have, which was another cracker. It was Gungahlin United 2, Manara Panthers 2, uh, Abbott and Roberts on the score sheet for the home team and Gabe Cole with a brace for Monaro. So this game was moved to Hawker Football Centre, as we all know, uh, due to the ground closures uh, over, over the weekend due to the wet weather. The, this is back-to-back draws uh, for, for Monaro in the league, you know, uh, after their midweek Australian Cup uh, round of 32 match against Sydney United in between the, those two results. Uh, a couple of milestones as well, Matt, that we should raise before we sort of get into the match. Adam DeFranceschi played his 100th MPL match. So congratulations to him reaching on that milestone. And then the other, on the other side of that, on the opposing team for Gungahlin United, Jack Green, the veteran defender, played his 150th MPL game. So congratulations to him reaching that milestone. Two milestones for two centre defensive uh, players there uh, on a day on the day. So that was, that was great to see uh, for the game. And it was obviously an entertaining contest on show from both of these teams. And, you know, it's always sort of proven to be the case when these two, I think in particular sort of come up against each other, Matt. And 
I thought Gungahlin, you know, they, you know, they started off very, very well. And obviously that resulted in them getting the lead in the first three minutes through Abbott, you know, and, and the goal was an excellent goal from, you know, the corner set piece where he sort of just beat his man at the near post and flicked it to the far, far corner. It was a great header. And that's what gave them the lead. And Monaro, though, they didn't hang their heads, Matt. They got, they got straight back into it. Despite only going one nil down in the third minute, they managed to equalise three minutes later through Gabe Collin. Oh, my word. What a goal this one was, Matt. It, it was an absolute cracker from probably around 30, 35 metres out. I'm only just sort of assuming the distance there, but it was an absolute bullet that just found its way into the back of the net. And then from there, sort of both sides traded chances and opportunities in the final third to round out the first period of play. But what sort of shot Monaro in the foot was they weren't able to learn what happened to them at the start of the first half. As, you know, 20 seconds into the second half, Roberts, you know, gets in behind and he produces a nice strike into the far corner just 20 seconds after the second period restart. So again, Monaro just had to sort of, you know, get together and go again and, try and get themselves level, which, you know, they were able to do in the in the dying sort of stages of the game in the 83rd minutes where they obviously get a penalty awarded to them and that's where Cole confidently dispatched his penalty from the spot. Uh, a two-all draw, a, a really thrilling encounter between these two teams, like I mentioned, Matt, and we're talking about the teams that are second and third in the competition table right now. So it just goes to show the quality that's, in the top four at the moment. And, you know, this result actually had more of a positive implication for Canberra Croatia, who are now eight points clear at the top. You know, and this draw means that, you know, Gungaland are now, you know, they're still three points ahead of Monaro, who are uh, in third place still. So, you know, this game had some actually some pretty big implications in terms of, you know, Monaro, if they were able to get a win today, that would have really put them in good stead to get into second spot. But obviously the draw does a little bit of a favour for Gungahlin because it obviously means they can sort of fend off Monaro momentarily, but it obviously affected them in the larger scale of things because they're now eight points behind Canberra Croatia who are sort of sailing at the top of the competition ladder. Matt, and we've got them next up, the, the team that I just mentioned there, Canberra Croatia. Uh, let's get into the next game. Yeah, they were in absolutely stunning form. Literally from the first, you know, 10 minutes of the match, they were just absolutely on fire. Uh, Canberra Croatia opened the score, scoring early after a brilliant array of quick passing from uh, uh, from the league leaders. Ended with Stephen Dominici putting a through ball uh, to Nick Taneski, who buried it in the bottom corner. Croatia made it 2-0 after a few minutes later after a long array of uh, passing from the back uh, of the Deacon defence, passed through the midfield and a couple of one-twos and, and uh, back heels ended with Taneski laying it off to Mate Busek, who hit a beauty in the top right corner uh, from uh, just outside the box. Uh, the movement from Croatia off the ball had been outstanding by this point and so quick as well, uh, their movement with the ball also. Croatia made a 3-0 not too long after um, with uh, Tonoski laying it off to Pilkington who hit an absolute stunner from well outside the box into the top right corner. Croatia were in dreamland by this point and rampant and full of 
confidence. And that was in the first, you know, 20 minutes or so uh, of the matchup. Mate Busek uh, ran it down the heart of the Tigers defense to make it 4-0 with his brace. Uh, there was a great through ball from Dominici to Tineski, who finished it with the outside of his right boot to make it 5-0. And that was his brace by this point. Tunoski made it 6-0 um, after he did a 1-2 with Dominici and then hit it first time uh, on the volley with a brilliant finish. And Barach, uh, Daniel Barach capped it off with a goal to round it off at 7-0. Absolutely electric performance from Canberra Croatia, especially in that first half. They were just... Just the, like I said, the movement off the ball, they 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 really feel like they are getting to like they just keep growing from strength to strength to strength. And it's probably at the right time, isn't it? Being what four or five matches out from finals time. And like you mentioned before, Croatia now eight points ahead of Bengali United, who are in second place, and 11 points ahead of Monaro, who are in third place. It's going to be very tough for Monaro or Gengalan to catch. Uh, Canberra Croatia for the league title at this point. Uh, yeah, they're just keep going from strength to strength at the moment. It, it was, but that first half especially was that Croatia were just on another level. Um, to in terms of like first half, like just general game performances and you know, half to half performances. Uh, that was one of the best performances I've seen. Um, covering the covering the league for the last three years or you know, technically um, two years when you add it all up, when you had the two COVID seasons ahead. But I digress. Uh, it was one of the best performances, individual half performances and overall half perform and overall game performances I've seen uh, while covering this league. Uh, in terms of Tigers, obviously not uh, the best day of the offers, especially considering they've been um, in pretty good form recently. Uh, you know, obviously beating in Garland, getting the draw with Monaro, where they probably had the better of the first half in that matchup. Uh, they've been improving their form and uh, for them to obviously come up, you know, events against a very, very tough Canberra Croatia side, but to, you know, go down three nil in the first 20 or so minutes and especially the sort of play that Croatia were near unstoppable at that point. So uh, obviously not the best day at the office, but uh, Tigers do still remain just four points off O'Connor. O'Connor do have the game in hand though, as well as, um, as well as Olympic being three points off them who have the game in hand. Wander is also three points off and Belko uh, uh, are four points off. So Tigers are in that sort of, you know, weird position where they could technically be considered in the relegation scrap, but they're only four points off O'Connor if Olympic beat, if Olympic beat O'Connor. And obviously that, that'll mean uh, Olympic will be back level with Tigers as well. It's just... We're in that weird, they're in that weird sort of spot at the moment um, where, so it's it's going to be crucial games, obviously, all around, you know, for the next four or five matches. But yeah, uh, that weird sort of spot for Tigers, but I'm sure it'll be a day uh, for them to forget. Uh, but besides that, though, Jacob Cole did really make some good saves, uh, to be fair. I know it was a bit difficult for him, you know, obviously conceding seven, but there was a lot, half those goals. There's not much Jacob Cole could have done about him because there was some absolutely brilliant strikes. And a lot of the time they were just too quick. So very, very impressive performance from Croatia. And I'm sure Tigers will be looking to bounce back as well as they can next week. Um, 
Yeah, so it was O'Connor Knights and Canberra Olympic. Like you briefly sort of mentioned there, Matt, you know, the, the game was postponed due to ground closures due to the wet weather. And whilst we look ahead now to the MPL Round 17 fixtures, so that game will obviously be played at, at some point in the near future, but we'll get into Round 17 fixtures. First up, we have Belcon United versus Gungahlin United, Saturday, August 14th, 3pm at McKellar Park. Follow that by Canberra Olympic up against West Canberra Wanderers, Saturday, 14th of August, 3pm at O'Connor Enclosed. Tigers FC will look to bounce back against the O'Connor Knights, Saturday, August 14th, 3pm at AIS Grassfield 2. And then lastly, we've got a Sunday match, Matt. We've got Canberra, Croatia up against Manara Panthers. That should be an absolute cracker. Sunday, August 15th, 3pm at Deakin Stadium there. So some cracking games on display for this coming weekend. And let's move on now, Matt, to MPLW, where we kick things off with Canberra, Croatia. A a 5-0 victory for them over the Wagga City Wanderers. Four goals for Brittany Palombi, Matt, and a goal for Grace Gill to cap things off with the fifth goal there in the 90th minute. Obviously, they proved once again, like they have many times this season, that they were just too strong for their opponents uh, on the on the day. And you know, they they showed exactly why they're the why they're you know the top of the league, why they're the team to beat, why they've got you know so many teams aspiring to be you know at that level because they just display a high high level and high intensity of play that you know, make it very difficult for teams to deal with. And, you know, I mentioned at the top, Matt, the, the four goals from Palumbi really highlighted her fantastic performance and obviously why she's one of the best players in the whole league. And, you know, aside from her first strike, which you could say was maybe a little bit fortunate, her other three goals were very well taken, like she's, you know, managed to produce over the years, you know, all very nice finishes, all confident finishes. So she just is very, very good in front of goal. And Grace Gill, I mean, she capped it off with an absolute screamer from outside the box to score the last goal of the game and make it 5-0. So a nice little goal there for Grace Gill to put the explanation mark on this fixture. You know, Wagga, you know, they set, they set themselves up actually really well in the first half, Matt. You know, they, they almost, you know, were able to get a share of the spoils going into the break at nil-nil. At you know, they, they had managed to put up a decent sort of front and a solid defensive line that, Croatia were obviously struggling with to to begin with and to find openings and to really break them down. And that wasn't until, you know, the the 41st minute when uh, Palombi was able to score that that little bit of a fortunate goal. And I think that'll disappoint Wagga a little bit that a goal like that was what was their undoing because then that meant, you know, Canberra Croatia were at, and Palombi again, she was able to find her second goal a minute later. And just like that, with the click of a finger, it's 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 two nil, and you find yourself two goals down. When just a moment ago you were right in the game at nil nil, so that's how quickly things can change. And whilst they went on to lose five nil, I think it's really important to focus on the fact that you know th- there are some encouraging signs there. You know they they were able to hold Canberra Croatia out for almost a whole half of football, which will do them a world of good, and I think it will actually help them when they come up against you know, the other quality opposition in the league, like your Belconnens, like your Olympics, you know, uh, down the line it, until the season 
ends. And I think that puts them in really good stead. I think it's a really good learning experience for them. And they can really take that and, like I said, use that in the matches that they've got for the rest of the season. Next up is West Canberra Wanderers and Canberra United Academy. Another absolutely um, fantastic game. Uh, a lot of goals in this one. We had Tara Cannon scoring a brace, Ginger Oliver and Sarah Whitfield and Daisy Canavan with the goals for the Wanderers. And then we had Highmarsh, Coleman and Gregson with the goals for the CUA. This is how it went down. Tara Cannon got on the end of a brilliant free kick from Daisy Canavan to put a side in the lead. And that was the Wanderers, of course. Hindmarsh equalised to make it 1-1 for CUA. 10 minutes later, when she struck a free kick right above the keeper, great technique there from Hindmarsh. Coleman uh, put uh, CUA in the lead on the brink of halftime after a battle for the ball fell in her path unmarked and she wasted no time to finish that one uh, immediate response from the Wanderers to go back level 2-2 when Ginger Oliver struck a brilliant curling corner from the far post. Very, very good goal there uh, from the Wanderers player. Uh, it was the Wanderers that opened the score in the second half to make a 3-2. Sarah Whitfield hit a bullet of a header from across in the back of the net. Uh Gregson leveled it for CUA at uh, 3-3 at this point when she got on the end of a low cross that sneaked past the keeper. Uh, Wanderers took back the lead, though, made it 4-3 as Daisy Canavan uh, finished off a cross from a free kick. Wanderers sealed an insane uh, game at 5-3 two minutes later as Tara Cannon uh, struck first time from receiving a ball uh, once again from a free kick for her brace. Huge victory for the Wanderers as this puts their seven-game winless run and four-game streak of losses to an end. Uh, and they also go back to being nine points ahead of Gungahlin in fourth place with Gungahlin, of course, having a game in hand. Uh, overall, though, well done to the Wanderers for the win and getting that monkey off their back per se. We talked about at the start of the season, they were in great form. And recently they haven't been in great form, like I mentioned there, but uh, this is a huge win for them. Like we said, obviously Gungahlin do have the chance to make it six with their match in hand, but regardless, uh, Wanderers have to do their part and they did their part by getting back in the winner's circle. CUA fought back several times in this one, very close game, uh, very competitive game. Uh, they took uh, what was important here for CUA was they took advantage of a lot of opportunities here and a lot of um, uh, yeah, a lot of opportunities and that's obviously very important for a young side uh, uh, with their growth in the game. Uh, this loss uh, did mean that they didn't take the chance of leapfrogging and Garland in fifth place as they remain one point behind them um, in sixth. And they are now six points ahead of Tuggies, who also have a game in hand. Uh, another milestone in this one, Demi Nikias of West Canberra Wanderers played her 100th MPLW game. Congratulations to her on that milestone and what a way to celebrate it uh, with her side being back in the winner's circle. All right, the other two games that were postponed were Belconnor United and Gangali United postponed due to ground closures, wet weather, Canberra Olympic against Tyrone United as well, postponed due to ground closures, wet weather. 
The fixtures for this weekend are Tugron United versus Canberra, Croatia. Uh, Friday, August 13th, prime time at 7.45 p.m., Canberra 201. I believe this will be the first game under the lights at Canberra that they just got installed a month or so back. Well done to Stan Mitchell and Tugger and United for getting uh, those lights organized and bringing more nighttime, more regular nighttime football uh, down there at Canberra. Obviously, they've had a few nighttime matches, but that was at Greenway. Canberra obviously had a few renovations with the pitch and, um, and the lights, so that's good to see. Canberra Olympic against Belconnor United, Sunday, August 15th, 2.30 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. Uh, it's always a, always a big game there and, of course, a rematch of the Fed Cup final. Wagga City Wanderers against West Canberra Wanderers, the Battle of the Wanderers, Sunday, August 15th, 2.30 p.m. at Gissing Oval. Let's uh, see what will happen there in a big match there, the Battle of the Wanderers. And Canberra United Academy against Gengali United, Sunday, August 15th, 5.10pm at Hawker Football Centre. Only one match between those two teams. So uh, that should be an absolute cracker there, obviously with Gengali and having a one match, uh, one match in hand. But, if you, uh, but yeah, it should be a very interesting one there. And now moving on to CPL action, Matt, we had Western Malongolo pick up a huge, huge win in their season against Wagga City Wanderers, 5-0 to the home team. It was Sellers with a hat-trick. Redmond and Paget on the score sheet for the hosts. It obviously got moved to Hawker Football Centre due to the ground closures of the wet weather that took place over the weekend that we've mentioned a few times already. And Western Malonglo, you know, they struck five minutes before halftime through Sellers, giving them the lead, heading in and, you know, there would have been a real boost of momentum, you know, before the next 45 minutes, you know, you know, 15 minutes in, you know, 15 minutes in, sorry, into the second half. And, you know, Redmond scored their, their first of, of four goals in the second half, which just goes to show the sort of energy that they were able to bring out after getting that crucial goal just before half time. And, you know, Sellers scored two more, you know, to round out his hat trick and Paget also got himself from the scoreboard too. So, you know, a good, a very good day in the office for Western Molongolo. It's obviously an emphatic victory and, you know, it, it, and what a way for them to record their first points of the season, Matt. You know, their first victory, their first points, and you couldn't have done it in better style. And, you know, the joy, the joy that was, you know, at, at Melrose on the weekend, you know, encapsulates how hard they, you know, they've worked through a very difficult season with you know, they've had to deal with a numerous amount of, you know, hurdles and credit to them for just keeping at it, persevering, always trying hard. And now they've got their reward, you know, between, you know, no points until now, injuries, you know, players sort of leaving, the coach leaving, you know, players like Ashley Blout uh, stepping in, you know, to take charge in the interim. You know, it's been a tough season for the Magpies, but well done to them for, like I said, persevering and getting through it. And the reward is that they were able to get their first win of the season. So well done to them. On the other side of that, though, you know, Wagga was stunned, you know, but at, at Hawker Synthetic, Matt, you know, by the other team uh, with black and white stripes, you know, not not the best day in the office for David Leonard's side, you know, conceding five and not being able to find the back of the net. You know, this loss snapped their four-game win streak as well, uh, you know, from, from the Riverina. Uh, that they were enjoying. It's not all, obviously not all doom and gloom for Wagga. 
you know, as they've still got the recent form to really count on. And, you know, it gives them a bit of cushion as they're still in fourth place, four points ahead of Brindis. So at least there's a little bit of a silver lining there that they have a bit of a cushion in terms of maintaining their top four spot. And ANU, you know, have gone now three points ahead of Wagga in third. And, you know, they'll be looking to bounce back next week in the River Arena derby. And there's no better game to try and, you know, bounce back in. You know, a derby is the perfect way to, you know, get back on track. And they can, you know, not hang their heads too low from a result like this. I know that, you know, no one maybe would have been expecting it, but nevertheless, they were in good form before that, winning four in a row. And they've just got to be able to channel that form back in for the derby because it'll be a huge, huge game. Matt, who do we have next up? Next up, huge result for ANU over at Hawker Football Centre. 6-1 over Queanbeyan City. Al Nawasir with a brace. Uh, Grace, uh, Monty Grace with a goal. Chase Deans with a goal. Spears and Carl Hines as well with a goal. Michael Piccolo scoring four. Queanbeyan City. Uh, this one, like I said just then, was moved to Hawker Football Centre due to ground closures and wet weather. Queenbean opened the scoring through a great piece of team play, passing through the A mid- midfield and defence before a low cross was put to Michael Piccolo, who came in and hit it first time in the bottom corner. ANU hit back, and three minutes later, Hassan al uh as he neatly struck a free kick and looped it in uh, the bottom right corner, really nice free kick there from Al Nuasir. Just before half time, ANU struck in quick succession uh, to give themselves the lead and huge momentum heading into the break. Monty Grace made it 2 1 with an absolute belter of a goal from outside the box into the top left corner. As I say about the uh, the wet weather round and all the uh, the changes that just have brought us absolutely fantastic goals. Uh, this weekend, a lot of strikes from well outside the box. Um, this was, of course, followed by Chase Deans, who calmly stepped up to convert a penalty to make it 3-1 for his 11th goal of the season. al Nuwasir opened the scoring in the second half for his brace as he cut back across his marker and struck a shot, a low shot uh, between the uh, Queanbeyan defence uh, to hit the bottom corner. Uh, Spears made it 5-1. He got... Uh, on the end of a cross and unmarked and he was unmarked and he wasted no time and placed the ball in the back of the net. Uh, Monty Grace nice, uh, nicely won back the ball in midfield and put in a nice through ball to Carl Hines. Looked like it came off the boot of a defender to Hines, but Hines got on the end of it and buried it to make it 6-1. Very, very impressive and emphatic performance from ANU. This victory puts them three points ahead of Wagga in third place and two points off Queanbeyan City as well. Not a great day at the office for Queanbeyan despite that early start and good and good lead. Um, at one point they were did have a, a sin bin as well, but they didn't concede during that time. So they had a, a bit to fight for there and they had also an injury. So hopefully uh, that's all good in that regard. And you were just too good for Queanbeyan on the day, but unfortunately for Queanbeyan though, this, this loss means they now trail Tuggeranong by seven points and their rivals for promotion still have a match in hand. Uh, they do have the chance to close the gap though this weekend as they take on Tuggies at home in High Street. But yeah, unfortunately for them, not the best of 
form to head into that matchup against Tuggies. But like we said, they'll looking they'll be looking to uh, sort of turn around their fortunes. And uh, I think it's safe to say this is a must-win game uh, for Queanbeyan at High Street. So it'll be a huge one there at High Street on Saturday. But such a huge result and some absolutely cracking goals uh, that we saw there at Hawker Football Centre. What do we have next up? Next up, we have Yulgali up against Togganong United. It was the visitors that came away from this match, Matt, with a 3-0 victory. Mbogo, Walker and Hislop on the score sheet for Mitch Stevens' side. You know, they opened the scoring through Mbogo, you know, who got on the end of a corner and won the scramble to put his side in the lead. And, you know, this was his first goal of the CPL season, you know, 19 minutes into the game. And, you know, Tuggies broke, you know, very quickly on the counter with a lot of pace and, you know, with some neat passing in the lead up and, you know, before the ball, you know, being squared across the keeper into the feet of, you know, Sam Walker for his 17th goal of the season. I mean, he's had an absolutely exceptional season in CPL this year. And, you know, I believe this also makes him the current leading goal scorer in the CPL as of right now, Matt. So he's been firing on all cylinders for Tuggeron United and Mitch Stevens aside, you know, they, they sealed the victory through, you know, another quick piece of play, which led to, you know, which had the keeper from Milgala, you know, saving the shot, but the rebound fell to Patrick Hislop, you know, who was there at the right place at the right time to make it 3-0. And, you know, it's a huge victory for, for them, Matt, you know, as they now go seven points clear at the top of the CPL, you know, with a game in hand as well. So, you know, they, they face Queanbeyan this weekend in what's going to be a huge matchup. And, I mean, if they win this weekend they're just going to make that gap just too big they're between themselves and Queanbeyan of, you know, giving sort of Queanbeyan that slightest bit of hope that they might be able to catch them. And I mean, anything can happen in football. We all know that, but it will make their chances very, very difficult. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but that's going to be an absolutely exceptional, exceptional game. And, you know, if Tuggeron, you know, they come out of that with with a result, you know, heading into the White Eagles, you feel, you know, that their chances for promotion are going to be heightened, you know. So it's a huge fortnight ahead for Tuggeron in terms of like their prospects of getting back into the MPL. Obviously, after being regular, uh, relegated, sorry, last season, you know, for Ugali, you know, it's always tough, you know, coming up against an inform, you know, uh, Tuggy side. You know, this loss means now that, you know, they're 10 points off the top four with five games remaining. And, you know, they're going to look to bounce back against, you know, their Riverina rivals in the derby that we had mentioned just previously, Matt, next week in Wagga. So that's going to be an entertaining game for those that reside in that area of the CPL region. And obviously, we were meant to have White Eagles up against Brindabella Blues, but that match did not go ahead as because of you know due to the wet weather the grounds were closed so that match did not go ahead that will be postponed and played at a later date matt do you want to get into the round 17 cpl fixtures before we sign off certainly the cpl round 17 fixtures Wagga city wanderers against ugali the riverina derby saturday august 15th 2 15 p.m at gissing oval should be a cracking match up there western malongolo uh against Canberra White Eagles, the battle for Woden Park enclosed. Saturday, August 14th, 2.45 p.m. at 
Woden Park enclosed. Brindabella Blues against ANU Saturday, August 14th, 3 p.m. at Ipen Park in Corwell. And then, of course, the big one, Queanbeyan City against Tuggeradong United Saturday, August 14th, 3 p.m. at High Street. Uh, Tuggeradong United, seven points out at the moment, still have a match in hand. So uh, even though, like you said, even though anything can happen in football, uh, you would think this probably needs to be a must win for Queanbeyan City. So a lot of big, big matches this weekend in CPL and all around the capital. Any final words, Michael? This was... Despite less games, uh, there was, it was still, we still had some probably even more entertaining games uh, uh, to make up for it. Yeah, I was going to say it was fairly, fairly entertaining, Matt. You know, uh, some huge results, like we mentioned at the top of the show. A lot of, you know, implications placed on different teams in terms of what it means for their season, particularly those in and around, you know, the top four. And as we're sort of getting closer to finals football, I mean, you know, it, it's only going to continue from now until the end of the season. So I, I think it'd be silly of us not to expect anything to sort of come up over the next sort of three to five weeks heading into finals time, Matt. But look, that's all we have time for today. Uh, Matt, thank you as always for, for joining me. And, you know, we'll, we'll be back again to dissect, you know, the next round of, of fixtures. But uh, in the meantime, uh, catch you later.